There we go. We are almost live. Boy, thank you for doing this, buddy. Hey, uh, thank you for the invite. <laughs> well, there we are. We are on episode four of Patriots Alumni in the Huddle, and we're pleased today to be joined by Stanley Morgan. And Stanley's sponsored by the Sullivan Group. Uh, Former, led by former Patriots alumni, John Andrioli, um, covering all of Patriots alumni with uh, their risk management and insurance needs. Did you know John Andrioli also, and the Sullivan Group, has sponsored our Football For You program in Worcester for a number of years. He's uh, pretty centered there in Worcester. Um, actually, John is the head football coach also at St. John Shrewsbury and had very success, a lot of success there. So Sullivan Group and John Andrioli, thanks for, for sponsoring us and my pal, my friend, uh, Stanley Morgan. There was nothing prettier to see us slugging it out in the pits, um, trying to run the ball and then watch Stanley streak on a fly pattern and Grogan hit him about 20 yards downfield. We sure shortened up a lot of drives with Stanley Morgan in the huddle, that's for sure. Stanley, thanks for joining us today. Hey, thanks for having me. Good to be here. Oh, it's, it's awesome. So, you know, we, we could, uh, where did we start with Stanley Morgan? 1977, was drafted in the first round of the Patriots out of the University of Tennessee. I think you're from South Carolina, though. We used to call you Geechee a little bit, so you were one of the right. South Carolina kids that went over to, uh, somehow you got, got by Clemson and South Carolina and went to Tennessee. But Stanley was uh, was uh, confused a little bit when he got to Tennessee, I understand, as of whether he's going to be a running back or a wide receiver, and we're sure glad he turned into a wide receiver. Stanley, tell us a little bit about your experiences at Tennessee. I can only tell you there's only a couple of times I've been there, and both the times as a broadcaster, and before the first quarter was over, I had Rocky Top memorized. <laughs> yeah, I'll tell you, that, that's Rocky Top number one. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I enjoyed it uh, coming out of high school out of uh, South Carolina, easily South Carolina, as a matter of fact. Uh, people might not remember this, but when I came out uh, in 1973, I signed with the University of South Carolina. And I was able to get out of that signing because South Carolina had just went independent. Mm. If they had stayed in the ACC, I would have had to go to South Carolina or I would have had to forfeit a year, which I didn't know at the time. But after being recruited so heavily by South Carolina and Clemson, I was sort of glad for it to be over with. And I had some time to really think of what I wanted to do. And I knew deep down inside, I didn't want to go to South Carolina and I wanted to go to Tennessee, uh, basically because I felt that if I could go to Tennessee and I made it there, that would give me a bigger chance of getting to the NFL. And that was my bottom line, was that I wanted to get to the NFL. You know, we talked to, um, we talked to Mike Haynes, uh, was on with us last week and, uh, you know, I, I, I feel privileged and honored for having been teammates of, you know, a, a Hall of Famer like Mike Haynes. He and I were drafted in the same year. The following year, we drafted you and Raymond Claiborne. You know, we were, 
we were in a in in a in a process and mike and i discussed this too a really accumulating some some great talent under uh, chuck fairbanks you know when in 73 you can go back to that draft where they drafted john hannah sam cunningham and uh and uh oh come on daryl stingley uh yeah. in that 73 draft and then you know they you know they sprinkled in enough veterans around us we mentioned steve zabel and bob mckay and george webster and uh you know guys like that that came on board to give us young guys a little bit of experience and some of that veteran presence but we were right in the throes of i think creating a hell of a dynasty and and you were certainly a big part of that yeah i, I felt that way too when uh, uh when i was drafted by new england uh the thing that the only thing that I could remember from about New England was when y'all lost the playoffs to the Raiders <laughs> the year before. And I was trying to tell I was trying to tell uh, Miss Morgan where we were going, and she thought we were going to London. <laughs> <laughs> thought you needed a passport. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I, that's right. That's right. She uh, she started crying because we didn't have passports. <laughs> <laughs> Too funny. Too funny. But, what? Uh, I, I felt like we were on the verge of doing something big in New England. We were putting together, I felt like we were putting together a, a, a pretty dynamic team. Well, and there was no question about it. And, and, and uh, you know, we were, it wasn't like we were a run-happy team, although we set records in 76 and again in 78 um, rushing uh, for the season as a team which was really kind of weird because we never had a thousand yard rusher. Sam Cunningham had a thousand yards in 76, but we had three or four running backs all around 700 yards uh, in 78. Um, but we could also throw the ball. We were a pretty, we were a very well balanced uh, football team. We could throw it long and we could throw it short. We had Russ Francis in the seam and those hook zones. And then you yeah. over the top of that, we, we I mean, and, and Steve Grogan with his ability to get the ball downfield. I just remember breaking the huddle after we called a, a pass play, which I hated pass protection. I mean, backing up in front of large, angry people, I just, I would rather come off of the ball and drive them off the ball. So if we were going to throw it and as painful as pass protection was, we were better get a first down because we could run for 10 yards. <laughs> yeah. You know, so, so anyway, but then, you know, then in, uh, in 79, speaking of bringing some veteran talent in, we got Harold Jackson on the team and, uh, right. and you and Harold, uh, catch it over a thousand yards, uh, each, uh, that season as wide receivers. That was awesome to watch. Well, I, I it, it was, and we had a great time doing it. And if I'm not mistaken, I think we were the first duo to do a thousand apiece, if I'm not mistaken. I, I don't think any other team had a duo. Uh, you might be right. Over a thousand in the same season. Yeah, you might be right. You you might be right. See, we're all. Yeah, I was talking. I was talking to Harold about that. He said he he doesn't remember any team doing it. Now I have, and I definitely haven't heard of any team doing it since. Well, so you. I think you we, actually the first you think about uh wide receivers or teams that could have you think about cliff branch and the raiders but there wasn't there wasn't a thousand yard receiver next no. to him 
You think about those uh, like like uh, Lynn Swan and, and John Stallworth with the Steelers. You know, I don't know if, if they did it before you guys no. did it. So, no. We'll we'll call it. Let's claim let's claim that record, Dad Stanley. We can claim we can claim it. <laughs> as we should. No question, as we should. Yeah, that was uh, and that was a uh, uh, a special season for you two. I'll never forget. Um, you came up. I know that you had met Troy Brown when Troy uh, passed your number of receptions record with the Patriots. You were on the sidelines, and, and uh, he came over, and you congratulated him uh, live at that game, I remember. You probably didn't have an awful lot of opportunity to visit with him. I brought we, You came up for an event that we had at the stadium uh, one offseason. I invited Troy Brown to join us at that, too. And I'll never forget you guys sitting together, and, uh, you know, he, he may have passed with you. You caught, what, 534 passes as a Patriot or something of that nature. And he caught, yeah. he caught just more, just enough more than you to, to, to pass the record. But you caught passes, and, and your yards per reception was phenomenal. Troy's, you know, he was... He was he was great at what he did, no question about it. Not taking anything away from him, but his average yard per catch was way lower than yours. And I remember sitting there telling the story about you and Harold catching the thousand yards, the two receivers catching the thousand yards. And he asked you the question, "How many how many receptions did you have that year?" And you, I had, uh, I had 44. Yeah. And I think Harold had 42. I thought I thought maybe Harold was I think Harold caught maybe a couple more passes than you but like 48 and you caught yeah. 44 and when you told when you told that to Troy Brown you could see you could see the calculator starting to go in his brain a little bit and he said he said that that's like 24 yards a catch and yeah. and you said yep but that was about 24 yards a catch and he was he was he was absolutely flipped out about the fa that fact, you know, and and I seem like I'm talking too much, Stanley. So shut me up when I'm going. I'm just so I'm so proud of you and so proud of proud of the way that you played. But you know, you take you take a guy like Randy Moss who played about the same length of time as you did. You had 14, 15 years in the league, and I think Randy had 13 or 14. And everybody said there's a guy that can stretch the field. Well, he had 15.8 yards per catch in his career. You, 19.2, 19.2. I think that's a record for, for, the, for the length of career. You know, you should have, you should, Canton should be knocking your door down, brother. Yeah, well, you know, after a while, I gave up on that, but my wife is here pushing <laughs> for it, and I'm proud of her that, but I look at some of the guys that are in the Hall of Fame that are receivers, and I, 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 the numbers just don't add up for me. And like I said, I, I it, it took me a while, but now I'm just, I'm just going with the punch. If it happens, it happens. If it doesn't, it doesn't. Will you tell the lovely Mrs. Morgan if she needs somebody helping and be a cheerleader, I'm, I'm all for it. And I bet we could get a whole band, band of our brothers together and make this happen somehow. Well, she, she's going to be in touch with you about that because she's on to some big stuff right now. And she's, uh, she's diligent. She's uh, working the phones and she's getting all our friends involved uh, because there was uh, 
I think there was a senior that was going in, and that senior this year is going to be, uh, oh, my goodness, right on top of my head, from the Dallas Cowboys, uh, Drew. Oh, Pearson. Drew Pearson? Drew Pearson is going in, and I was uh, I was number two behind him. So he's, he's been out of the league, I think, 30 years. So he's going in in next year as a senior. Okay. So we're trying to get me on the ballot for twenty twenty two. Well, so, like, so we we my wife is working on some stuff. So well, tell her to get in touch with me. Well, she's been out there pushing for me. So I got a big fan. Well, tell her if she needs petitions or if she needs some some, some knee breakers, we're gonna go make this happen somehow by hook or by crook. I'm telling you. You know, and the only difference between some some of those guys in the in the Hall of Fame, and and you, it can't be it can't be Pro Bowls. You went four or five of those. It can't be it can't be length of time uh, as, as far as a career. I don't you know, 14 years as a wide receiver. That's phenomenal. You know, yeah. it, I think the only difference is you didn't win a Super Bowl. Maybe that's maybe that's the deal. You know. Well, I I, I think that has something to do with it, and I think. Uh, it has to do with the the success of your team, mm. and, and one in particular. You think of Pittsburgh. I mean, they were a great team at that time. Yeah. And and, and so, but I, I Swan and Stallworth, their numbers don't even come close to mine. But uh, like I said, they they played on a great team at that time. You know, and we we were becoming a great team, but we were always in that iffy land. Right. So. so. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you, if if if, if it's stats and if if, it, if that's what it is, and there, you certainly don't have to back up to the to the pay window on this deal, and you don't have to make an apology, stupid. Nineteen. And, you know, you take a look at your, your early years in your career, the first five or six years in your career. You know, you went, I've just got the stat sheet in front of me. It's not like I'm a smart guy. You had 21, 24, 22, 22, 23 in the first five years in, in the league. So, you know, we started running the ball. You, I mean, your, your, your best was that year that in 86, after our 85 Super Bowl, almost 1,500 yards and catches. But, man, oh, man, it's just, anyway. We'll get off of that for now. Just know that you've got an awful lot of teammates pulling for you. And if we can drag you in, if we can, I'm just pleased. I was so pleased when the Patriots finally put you into the Patriots Hall of Fame. And that was, what, five or six years ago. And that uh, was uh, 07, as a matter of fact. Yeah, okay. That was, the, that was the first year they did the voting. Oh, that's right. When, uh, uh, when uh, uh, Mr. Kraft decided to let the fans vote on who goes into the Hall of Fame. Well, and that was the first year for that. So uh, the fans remembered me and they they voted and put me in. <laughs> and nobody deserves it more, believe me when I tell you. And, and I'll tell you, the other thing that people don't realize is we ran the ball effectively, but we, we couldn't have run the ball effectively if we didn't have great downfield blocking. By, right. and, and the guys downfield, the way you stock blocked and the way you were able to shield people, it wasn't like you were just running digs and, and fly patterns all day. You, I mean, you were very involved in the offense. And, and uh, 
Man, I'll tell you. Well, that, that was part of my Tennessee upbringing because uh, I was a receiver and a running back. So they really didn't know where to play. They played me all over the place. So I might spend half a year receiver, another half a year I'm in the backfield. Yeah. Well, it, it, I mean, that sure helped to get in that ball downfield and, and uh, some of the magic you were able to perform. I just, I'll never forget, you know, you, you stretching on, stretching out and just and getting that pass and that's 60 yards downfield, you know, and Grogan had a hell of an arm. Uh, uh, Mike Haynes was telling the story uh, to the fans last week when we brought your name up as, as being our guest this week that uh, he'll never forget a time when Steve ran out of the pocket, you had uh, enough enough training and enough sense to break off your route and get in front of him way downfield. And then Steve didn't think he could get you the ball, so he went to throw it away and threw it completely on the other side of the field. You were able to stop, make an adjustment on the ball, and cut it for a touchdown. And Groves was just trying to throw it away. <laughs> hey, those, those, those were some good times. I remember those. those uh... <laughs> Uh, the days and people don't remember, but speed was my big package. I, I, I had the speed. No question. No question. And it was, and it was, you know, speed that, that you developed as a football player. I mean, I, I know you ran, you ran in the four, two, four, three categories on the 40 yard dash, but there's a lot of fast guys that couldn't do what you did. And, 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 and the way that you, uh, trained and handled yourself, you know, at Steve Grogan, uh, when, when Steve stepped into the huddle, especially when he was calling the plays, you know, was a lot different than the, the plays coming in from the sideline. Cause Steve had come into the huddle when he was, when he was calling his own game and he'd say, Oh, line, I need four yards. What do you got? You know, and we'd say, we'd say ride 34, we'd say flow 36. Now you broke the huddle telling the guy, that you were going to get him four yards, and yeah. and and so that put the kind of the accountability on your back to make it happen. And he'd say to you, he'd say to you, in in like in the first quarter, can you get him on on a dig, or can you get him on a hook? And you'd say, not yet, not yet. If he asked were Irving Fryer that, Irving Fryer was never covered, and Irving Fryer was open all the time according to Irving Fryer. But you had you had. You had the sense to say not yet, and then sometime in the second quarter, you'd step in the huddle and say, "I got him now." Yeah, yeah. Well, you know that 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 was part of my learning process, I guess. Uh, I, I've always been a team player. Uh, if if it was there, it was there. If it wasn't, I, I didn't think it, you know, we shouldn't waste a dime trying to make something happen. Right. When when it's not ready and I, I it took me a, it took me a, a little while to set the defensive back up the way i wanted to set him up and grove was great in being able to call his own plays and check with me and then we get up to the line of scrimmage and all we had to do was get eye contact and he knew we was ready mm. and he would check off and then boom it, it happened I remember, I remember too, a lot of times we'd come to, you, we, we'd break the huddle with a play and if, you know, if a safety to your side came on a blitz, you guys had it down to the pack where everything was just side adjust and, and Steve would see right. that, 
if the strong safety, if you were over in, you know, in the X position or something like that, if the safety came to your side, you'd cut it off and run a slant. And there was, that was just, it was a thing of beauty. And that was just, you know, just because a number of years, you two guys played together for so long. Yeah. I mean, we, we read each other pretty good. Yeah. He was, he was, uh, he was a great one, that one, I'll tell you. And we had him on, he, 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 he came on uh, on our second episode. He's living out in Kansas now, or at Kansas City, Missouri. He, he claimed that, that since the year he moved from New England back out to Kansas City, they won a Super Bowl, that he should have got to go to the, he should have got to go to their parade. <laughs> That's what he was claiming. That's how I like I know yeah. it does. I know. Um, I don't know what else you got. What's Stanley Morgan up to these days? Well, I'm being a, a papa right now. I got uh, five grandkids. Awesome. Uh, my oldest one just got into college. Your oldest grandchild is going to Middle Tennessee State in Murfreesboro, Tennessee. Oh my goodness! Congratulations, Papa. Yeah. So. Uh, we we got her squared away. Now I got four more <laughs> to get ready. So uh, between between them, myself, and of course, you know, Relief really had to be called. Oh, so no, wouldn't be called Grandma. So she's Queenie. Queenie. So Queenie and Papa. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's nobody nobody other than Rolidia that deserves to be called Queenie more than her. I'll tell you that one. She is. She is. You outkicked the coverage on that, brother. He got it covered. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's that's terrific. You're and you're living in Tennessee. Yeah, we're living in uh, uh, Memphis, Tennessee. Okay. And you know this is her home. So uh, when we were moving back and forth, I didn't I didn't wish to go back to South Carolina. So we tried Memphis. And we've been here ever since. So uh, Memphis is home now. So I uh, still got my mom and uh, brother and sister that still lives in South Carolina. So I get back over there every now and then to get a chance to visit and uh, visit my old uh, friends and family members that are still living there. So oh, that's terrific. That's terrific. Hey, I'd be remiss if I didn't bring up the fact that we had you had two stints with Raymond Berry. One as a one as his position, as your position coach, um, right. and then one obviously as as our head football coach. And did, did, do you think that gave you an advantage? I mean, to have I had my my second year or third year in the league, Jim Ringo came in uh, from uh, you know from he was an assistant coach, a head coach around, but he was from the Green Bay Packer Vince Lombardi era. And when he talked about this is how you block and tackle and prepare yourself and act as a pro, um, he, he was believable, he was credible. Raymond Berry had that and even more as far as I was concerned, but tell, tell, tell us about the impact that Raymond may have made on you in your career. He had a big impact because there's one thing, even in today's game, you see receivers. And it is amazing to me how many receivers know exactly how to catch football. And you think it comes naturally, but it really doesn't. 
and you see uh, guys hand over the wrong different type ways. And, and that was one of the things that I first I learned from Raymond was exactly how to catch football. So it made it a lot easier. Uh, and when I talk to receivers, nobody has ever taught them the correct way to catch football. Even in today's game, you will be amazed at how many receivers. And I bet there's probably 99.9% that catches the football the wrong way. Hmm. Hmm. So that was one of the things that, uh, that I learned from Raymond. The other thing was how to read a defense. Uh, being able to read defenses, uh, knowing how to run them, your route, all that took place before the ball was snapped. And that made me a better receiver. And it so happened that that happened with my second year in the league when Raymond came in. And before that, you know, it was uh, Ray Perkins mm. was the receiver coach. Yeah. So I, I learned a lot from Raymond, and it also helped when when he became the head coach, I had a little pool. <laughs> <laughs> you had plenty of juice, didn't you? <laughs> I, I, I had a little pool with him being the head coach at that time. So uh, I, I, I was pretty solid right there. <laughs> no question. There's no question about that at all. Hey, um, we're we're on with 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 Stanley Morgan. I feel embarrassed that I have to uh, that to introduce you, but you know I got I got to thinking after the first couple of episodes that I ought to at least tell folks and remind them who we're talking to um, because let's face it, we both look a little bit different than we did when we were playing football. Yeah. And when we were playing football, we had helmets and face masks on, so not every everybody who just saw our pictures in the program and I, you. You look just about the same, but I'm a little more gray-headed. So I just want to, I want to remind folks that we're we're on with Stanley Morgan here, and I really want to invite the uh, the viewers, if they have any questions of Stanley, to please use the chat facility in in uh, in Facebook Live and and uh, fire us off some questions. I get those fed on this side, and I'm sure that Stanley would be more than happy to to answer any of your questions. So if you have some, make sure that you do it. And let's not forget that. The Sullivan Group is sponsoring Stanley being on here with us, John Andrioli, uh, who's the president of the Sullivan Group, and they've been covering uh, uh, the Patriots alumni's uh, uh, insurance needs for, the, I guess, the last six or seven years, and we're really proud uh, to be partners with them, too, especially in our Football for You program that we take out. We haven't been able to do it this year, Stanley, with this, this whole COVID mess and all of that kind of stuff. How, how have you... How how have, have you have, have have your family been dealing with all of this uh, uh, stuff? <laughs> well, we've we've been we've been diligent. We uh, stay at home. Uh, I, I probably my wife and I probably talk more this year than we have. In, <laughs> well, we've been we've been married now forty five years. Oh my! Congratulations. And so we probably talk more this year than we have. And 44 plus years. Well, you're kind of forced to, aren't you? <laughs> so we we having a good time. Uh, we we get to see our grandkids, uh, and we get to, like I said, spend time together. We we're not outgoing people. We're not doing any traveling. So we're a stay-at-home couple right now. 
enjoying each other and and having a good time. Well, that's awesome. And uh, and I'm I'm hoping that all of your family have not been affected negatively by all of this. So everybody's been good up to this point. Uh, everybody's been good. Uh, uh, just uh, uh, put my mom on the prayer list for me. We, she was, uh, you know, she lived by herself, that she would stand by herself, that she had a panic attack. And she had a panic attack, and she had a next-door neighbor to take her to the hospital. And then long thing about, she found out she had lung cancer. Oh, my. So, so she's doing chemo right now and doing real good with it. Okay. So, uh, we will. You I won't be able to get over there to see her yet because of this. Right. Hopefully, in the next month or so, when it settles down a little bit, I'll be able to get out and go spend some time with her. Well, she just hit my prayer list. How about that? That's great. Thank I, you. You're welcome. I heard from my mother uh, yesterday. Um, the uh, the matron of our family just turned 92 years old. She's living on her own. In fact, she went to uh, DMV to renew her driver's license, <laughs> and <laughs> and they gave her they gave her a renewal license, and it expires on her hundredth birthday. <laughs> and I tell you what, I have an uncle that next month he's going to be 100 years old. And he gets around, he talks, I talk to him on the telephone, you can't tell he, he's that old. Right. It's, uh, he's doing unbelievable. Yeah, yeah. Speaking of, uh, of centuries, um, Steve Nelson just traveled out to Anoka, Minnesota, and his father just turned 100 this week. Oh, wow. Yeah, Mr. yeah. Coach Nelson, he was... Uh, in fact, Steve Nelson's father uh, was one of the, uh, he stormed the beach at, in, in Normandy. He was on Omaha, Omaha Beach. Um, yeah, so and he, I, I met him a oh, couple yeah. of times. He's used to come to the stadium a lot. Games, yeah. Yeah, you yeah. bet. Yeah, I got a chance to meet him a couple of times. Well, we got a couple of questions here of you for you, Stan. Um, okay. Let's see, who's the best wide receiver in the game today, your opinion? Today game, um, I, I would I would have to go with the, the kid in uh, New Orleans. Oh, man. Uh, uh, I can't think of I'd his get name there right too, now. but I know he, what you mean. He set he a record last year with, what, 160 catches? Yes. Yeah. I, I, I will put I will put him at the top of that list right now. There, yeah. There's quite a few receivers out there that are playing pretty good. Some none of them like speed like you got. I I um that Tyreek Hill from Kansas City. From uh, Kansas yeah. City. he's he's uh, got a rank he's up there. He's in that same speed class. Yeah, and, and it goes. Yeah, let's see what what else got here. Um, you've been able to watch the Patriots this year, and if you have, what do you think of Cam Newton leading the team so far? I tell you what, um, I was surprised. Uh, he came out his first in both of the games, I, even in the one that they lost. Uh, he played good. Yeah. 
he I think he's uh he's adapting well. Uh he's finding the correct receivers. Uh, Elman, you just you, you just can't say you just can't say enough about that young man. He right. he's uh gonna probably be when he finishes, he's gonna be the number one receiver in Patriot history. No question. If if he's not already. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, I, I I like the offense that they're they're running right now. I think the other plus that he gives them is that uh, Cam can run the football, and he's a big boy. Oh, he's huge. He's but, uh, 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 I, I love the the connection that he has right now with the receivers. Yeah, I think he he's doing a. I thought this would be more in the middle of the season. But right now, he's playing like he's been he's been there for a while. Well, and especially given that they had no training camp and they had no preseason right. games at exactly. all to try to get his hands around this thing. So exactly. So that's a big plus. I think they'll do just fine. Who's the best player uh, who ever played you ever played with? Who's the best player that you ever played with? Present company accepted. You don't have to mention my name. <laughs> I, I, I think the the uh, the ones that actually made me a better receiver is Mike Hayes. Yeah, yeah. Mike, Mike and Raymond Claiborne. Going against those guys in practice, you couldn't wait. I couldn't wait for game time. <laughs> it, it was. A, I mean, it was literally a piece of cake. Right. But Mike and uh, Raymond Claiborne made me a better receiver. Yeah. And then when we got Harold Jackson with his knowledge, uh, I mean, I mean, I had great people around me on both sides, offense and defense. Yeah, no question. So, so uh, me not being being open like I am, I was able to gather information from those guys and apply it to my game and it made me a better receiver yeah yeah no question you know people uh people think we just used to show up on sundays and and play football games i'm telling you we had we had tougher practices than we had ever a football game i i, I remember thinking that distinctly you know um and yeah. you know I, no question and and you and and to go against you know like for me it was the guys in the middle and and steve nelson you know and having to get get to him and get that blocked and, and, and you couldn't certainly makes you a better player if you practice the way you're supposed to practice and exactly and that's what yeah. we did. No question makes you a good player like that. Um what uh, what was your favorite moment playing in Foxborough? What's your favorite memory of Foxborough? <laughs> uh, I'll I'm gonna tell you a little story and, and it involved involved your partner, John Hammond. Uh, <laughs> not going to believe this, but I don't know if you remember, but we always had a little boom box in the locker room. <laughs> the receivers did, you know, and that was me, Daryl, at that time. You yeah. know, we had our little music, and John was the type of guy that, you know, that he had to get ready to go out and play a football game. We jump around laughing, dancing, having a good time. It just didn't sit well with John. 
And I remember this one particular game, uh, John had really gotten a little irritated with us as receivers. And I think we, I think it was against the Miami Dolphins. We opened up with them in Foxborough. And the first play of the game was that slow 136 <laughs> if you remember that. I do. And it was it was probably about a 60 or 70 yard pass. I mean, Brogan dropped back. I ran the coverage, caught the ball for a touchdown. John was so excited, he came over on the sideline and said, you can play any music you want to. You can keep doing that shit right <laughs> Apparently, boy, he used to get, he used to start getting his game face on about Wednesday, and by the time Saturday and game time roll around, he was, he was, uh, he was ornery. He was ready to play football. But, oh yeah. But I'm glad that you guys do anything you. <laughs> well, he couldn't. Yeah, he can't can't argue against success, and if that made you successful, so be it, right? So be it, yeah. So we, like I said, we pulled John over to the dark side. He, <laughs> he believed in receivers, and and it was quite a few games that we were one playing out. Yep, yep. I do remember that. We'd sit on the on the. We'd go back over the bench and say, "What the hell of a drive!" <laughs> yeah, well, I used to love one play drives. <laughs> that was okay with me too. Like I said. Yeah. Yep. Um, Stanley, this has been, this has been, oh, I think we got one more question coming up here. Oh, this is a tough question to answer. Other than Foxborough, what stadium did you like playing in? Well, believe it or not, I love Miami. <laughs> I love, because it was on grass. Yeah. Um, it was always nice when we got down there. I think we might have played in one season, I think, when the weather was bad. Maybe that was for the AFC it Championship. It was, the AFC Championship game. It, it, rained, it rained hard the, the day before. Big time. Yeah. But and, uh, other than that, that was a great place to go. Uh, you know you were going to have good weather. And we always played them, I think, in December. It was in November or December when we always went to Miami. And it's like that. Say there was great weather. Yeah. Uh, I enjoyed that. Uh, probably another place that I, that I enjoyed was uh, uh, when we played in uh, played in Houston at the Astrodome. Uh, being as small as I was, the artificial turf was great for me because I got faster. You got faster. I got faster on the artificial turf. On that after turf? You know, and uh, it didn't it didn't hurt my leg the way it did the big guy because you know that wasn't the concrete we was actually playing on. And you think of that stadium in Foxborough at the time. Yeah. It was straight up concrete and then when it got cold, Oof. it was it was it was rough. Oh. Frozen. Which yeah. Which, yeah. let's see. Do you think your yards per catch would be a lot higher than 19.2? Why do you got to have it higher than 19.2? It's already an NFL record. Anyway, if you had played with the benefit of the modern rules to protect wide receivers at the line of scrimmage, 
and downfield like in today's game? They have changed the rules. Uh, I don't know. I think in today's game, they don't they they throw the ball, but they don't throw it deep deep as much as we did. You know, uh, our play action pass because of our running game uh, was probably the tops in the league because everybody every defense that came in there knew they could not win a ball game if they couldn't stop the run. Mm-hmm. If they couldn't stop our running game, they had no chance of winning. And so our play-action game was uh, very good at the time. And now in today's game, they are probably using the passing game to set up the run, if you if you can catch my drift. No, I get it, yeah. You know, they're, they're using those short passing games to actually set up the running game. Yeah, get you know, get those yeah, linebackers yeah, falling out a little bit. Yeah, you know, and it wasn't long before we were using three and four receivers on the football field at a time. And now, you know, to go into a game and you have a five receiver package, that's that's nothing new now. Right. Everybody's doing that. Right. And it and in today's game, if you can't throw the football, you can't win. Yeah. Yeah. Because you 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 gonna have to outscore the people now. That's what it seems, and, doesn't it? And, and, and you just can't go in with a 80 percent run, twenty percent pass ratio. You know, you almost talking maybe a sixty forty with the pass, sixty percent. Right. Right. So the game has really changed. And uh, um, I, I think today's game is more for the, the athletes. You know, when when we were playing, there were probably a handful of teams that had some receivers that you could say they were athletic. You know, they could they could run, they could go up, they could jump, they could get the football. Now, if you don't have that player on the team. You're not going anywhere. Right. Right. No question. Stanley, this has been great. And I have used probably more time than Rolidia wanted me to have with you. Maybe maybe she wants <laughs> she wants you back doing some, some chores around the house or something. But uh, anyway, you know there's always a home for you guys up here in New England. And I'd love to see you more. Maybe when, when uh, this all gets back to normal again and you get to travel, Love to have you guys up here. We've got lots of stuff going on with the alumni. And no, we, we'll be up there because she loves to travel. And believe it or not, she watched more Patriots games than I do. <laughs> he, he is, she is a football fan now. So uh, when football games on, uh, we go up to Tennessee to watch the football game. She goes to the game and I go there you go perfect <laughs> sounds like a, a marriage made in heaven <laughs> oh that's terrific well i'll let you go now and and i sure appreciate you being uh here with us today stanley morgan and uh i appreciate i appreciate john andrioli and the sullivan group of, of sponsoring you uh with us today this is our fourth episode um next week 
Uh, stay tuned. Let's see, who do we have next week? Hmm. I think it's, is it Sam? I think it might be Sam. Let me do it. Well, I can't. I, I, I think it's Sam. I think it's Sam Cunningham. I, I, I do too. I, I think we got Sam next week. Yep. That that and that's going to be that's going to be uh, fun as well. It's it's it's. Yeah. I think this is more fun for me than it is for the fans watching because I just I I, I miss you guys. I I feel like we're back in that locker room and reminiscing and and all that kind of stuff. So. Anyway, well, we, we, we made a lot, we have a lot of memories and we, we go back a long way. We were, you think about it, uh, my 13 years in New England, we were together the whole time. Yep. Yep. I retired in 88. So I made, I made 11 years with you. And, uh, yeah, and, and you know, at that time, our families, we spent more time together as a family, uh, than we did as individuals. Yeah. Yeah, no question. You know that there wasn't a free, there wasn't free agency then, so people weren't no. playing out their contract and then packing up and moving somewhere. You know, the the Hannas, the Nelsons, the you know you guys, you know, Mosey, um, you know, every we all we, the Hasselbecks, the Grogans, you know. So yeah, we, yeah. I mean, we were we we were a big family. Yeah, we were a community. No believe question. it or not. Yeah. Yeah. No question. Well, you always got a home up here, brother. I love you to death, and and uh, give Rolidi a big hug for for me, and and uh, we'll catch up again soon. Thank you, Pete. Yeah, and I enjoyed it, and thank the Sullivans for the invitation. I sure will. Thank you very much, right. Stanley Morgan. Thank you.